Welcome to Radiant Alchemy with Sakara Ray. Take a little break and join me for a short little while while we contemplate ways that we can make our lives easier and more joyful and live more authentically in our life's purpose. Let's get started. Hi, dear ones. It's nice to be together again. It's been a little bit of a stretch, but you know my philosophy. If I don't feel like I have something of value to contribute, I'm going to stay silent. And it's been such an interesting, strange time in the world. It's um, in a lot of ways a hard time to be alive. And it's incredibly stressful. And I've just sort of been observing in the background and keeping a pulse on things and waiting for some kind of clarity or message to come through that feels worth sharing. So um, I'm just going to touch base a little bit on the things that I've been observing lately and the things that have been happening uh, with my clients and, uh, you know, observations even with my close relationships, family, friends, that kind of thing. So I don't, I, I'm trying to think of a time that's been even close to what we're experiencing right now that I can recall. And I, I really can't think of anything. Um, you know, we're living through a pandemic, which causes a lot of fear and also a lot of uncertainty, um, puts people in a place of financial uncertainty. Um, we don't know if our children are going back to school. We don't know if we're going to be heading to universities. Um, a lot of people are having to change the way they do their jobs or maybe are going to have to change their careers altogether because their jobs aren't really possible in this climate. And so that puts a lot of things on hold, you know, it, it trickles down and we want to spend less, which then affects small businesses. And so it's a, a really stressful, heavy time with this pandemic. And it seems like we are becoming more polarized than ever. You know, this is an election year and people's belief systems are really coming up. Even, you know, it seems like just like there are people that are pro-abortion, anti-abortion, pro-vaccination, anti-vaccination, Republicans and Democrats, we're, we're seeing people that either feel this is being handled appropriately or feel this is being blown way out of proportion or is some kind of conspiracy. And on top of this pandemic and it being an election year, we have this enormous... Um, focus on the Black Lives Matter movement and racial injustice and white privilege, um, you know, not to mention sexual predators and pedophilia. And it's just, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I'm just acknowledging the heaviness and the stress of being alive right now. And what I've been sharing with my clients is that what we are collectively going through right now is a trauma. It's probably much like the Great Depression and is going to leave imprints that we are going to carry with us 
through the rest of our lives and shape how we do things and how we interact with people and how we view the world and how we feel safe and take care of ourselves and each other. And so we need to be really, really gentle and give ourselves extra care and extra love because it's a really hard time to be alive right now. You know, um, I'm having to really shift how I work. There are things that I can no longer do in person and I'm mourning the loss of those services uh, as are my clients and I'm having to learn how to be far more um, fluid technologically and uh, you know inventive and creative in online platforms in a way that I never have been before so that's a challenge um, I'm enjoying it but it certainly is is stressful at times if I'm being honest and on the other hand, my husband still has to go to work every day. And there's stress in that too, because there's that fear of, I don't get to stay home. I don't get to be as protected. Um, you know, I have to work no matter what and interact with people that sometimes aren't as rational or responsible as we would all like to see. Um, you know, my, ups, my uh, neighbors that live above us have children who have not been in school for months, have not been able to have play with their friends for months. Neither one of them are working. So you have people together all day, every day, which puts a strain on a relationship, you know? So we have, and we're, I'm seeing that in my work. I have marriages that are now in trouble because people are together 24 hours a day or they're with their kids 24 hours a day and no one's getting a break. Um, and there's nowhere to escape to because we really can't go anywhere right now. And so I just want to affirm these things for those of you that are listening that, um, you know, these things are stressful, they're traumatic, they're real, and it's really hard. And I just want to give a shout out that we're all doing the best we can right now. And... Um, you couple that with the time that we're living in where we have access to everything at our fingertips, 24 hour news, internet. So we're inundated with all of these other things. Like I said, the black lives matter, the election, the way the pandemic is changing by the minute. And so we are just so collectively mentally exhausted that I think so many of us are becoming burned out just in life. You know, when, the, when this first started and we all kind of went on lockdown, we sort of had this momentum like, oh, this is nice. We're going to reconnect with the people most important to us. We're going to have more time with family. We're going to go through our house and purge and get through, you know, rid of all the things we don't really need or use. When are we ever going to have a time like this again where, you know, most of us are getting paid to stay home, um, we're going to learn a new hobby or do something creative or do that project that we've never had time to do. And I think I certainly put out a podcast talking about that, trying to give that encouragement. I definitely put out an online video encouraging us to take advantage of this time. And um, I stand by that. When we look back, there truly is never going to be another time like this. 
and yes, it's very stressful, but we can still use it for good. Um, you know, the way I see it is I'm, even though I'm still online and I'm out there in the universe virtually, I'm home. I'm home almost all the time. I go to the grocery store once a month. Um, I might do a Walmart run once a month. Um, check in on my parents once a month. So I'm kind of underground and it's like, when do you get this chance again that you get to kind of disappear and recreate yourself and come out the other side. So everything that I'm working on in the business world is to relaunch in January, 2021 live back in person, you know, continuing online, expanding online, but having an in-studio space again, resuming hands-on work with clients. Um, you know, when else do we get this time that we get to just disappear and completely revamp ourselves and do all the hard work um, and come out the other side? So it is still a gift, but I wanted to acknowledge the difficulties and, um, you know, all the things that I mentioned before. I think part of what's hard is, especially with this pandemic, what we're seeing is people that are really taking it seriously, that are doing social distancing, that are wearing masks, that are washing their hands, avoiding large, you know, social gatherings. And then there are people that um, are pushing for things to reopen, that feel that masks are infringing on their rights, that aren't practicing social distancing, um, that think that this is a conspiracy by the government, or that the virus isn't nearly as bad as it's being made out to be. And so even when we go out in public, a lot of what I'm hearing in my clients, and truthfully, sometimes the way that I feel is, you know, we're home all the time, all day, and we feel so frustrated and so bored and so lonely. And then we go out in public and we see the way that people are behaving in these tense interactions. And it just makes you lose faith in humanity for a minute where you think, I don't ever want to go out in public or see anyone again. Um, and so then we come back home and we sort of start to regroup and we get in the cycle again. But guess what, guys? Oh, my dear ones, we've been home for so long now. It's been almost four months. There's only so much cleaning and purging you can do. There's only so much um, energy that we have for being creative and being productive and some people aren't happy just sitting and watching Netflix all day every day or have let that run its course. And so now we're kind of entering this new phase where we're going, okay, it's been almost four months. What am I supposed to do with myself? And we are burned out and we don't get to go have a girl's weekend or a ladies night. We don't have a vacation planned. We don't have a big birthday party to look forward to or a wedding. And so where does that leave us? Um, so I'm going to share one of the things that I've really observed and that I sort of was falling victim to myself, which is when I initially had this, when are we going to have this opportunity again? I almost felt this pressure to achieve. Like I have to really make sure I'm accomplishing something. This time can't be for nothing. I can't just sit on the couch and get fat. And so I kind of burned myself out a couple weeks ago just because I felt like I always had to be doing something every minute of the day, spring cleaning, purging, cleaning out my inbox, getting rid of things that I wasn't using, creating new content, um, 
and I got really, really tired and burned out. And I realized that being productive is not the same as like taking care of a to-do list. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I had this realization that I can keep making this to-do list every day and checking things off and having a sense of accomplishment because I got things done. But was I really actually productive? Meaning, did I produce something valuable within my day? Did I produce something that matters? So yes, we all have things we have to do every day. We have to do laundry. We have to pick up our prescriptions. Um, you know, we have to keep the house clean. We have to cook dinner. Uh, you know, maybe you go through and purge some stuff out of your filing cabinet or do your annual credit check. We can always come up with these little things that are a to-do list. But, you know, when we're packing our suitcase to transition to the other side, are we going to be proud that we did all these things on our to-do list every day. So I'm pushing you a little bit to be productive. Um, and I want you to start making a different kind of list. I want you to produce things that matter, that are valuable, that reflect your gifts and your talents and your creativity. And what I mean by that is using this time instead of just caughting, getting caught up and feeling like you achieved a lot, being productive in a way that gives you satisfaction, that brings something of benefit to other people. Um, so I have revamped my to-do list personally. I'll just give you a little example of a few of the things that I want to do in the business world. There are a few... Um, meditation apps that I'm working towards getting some of my meditations on. Um, I'm also taking that giant leap into creating a YouTube channel and not just creating one because I don't just want viral videos, uh, really learning about how that platform works and how to succeed on it. So these are things that are productive and that it gives me a sense of accomplishment, it grows my business, it helps me to reach more people, and it helps me to feel like I'm helping others and that I'm increasing my ways of being of service. And that's very different than just a to-do list item. And so I want you to start doing that kind of stuff as well, making a list of the things that you really want to accomplish that give you a sense of purpose, um, that sort of ignite that little fire in you and make you smile and keeps the pilot light on in, uh, in your creative oven. So just sit and think about that for a second. Maybe let's just sit for about 10 seconds and, and just see what maybe the first thing that comes to mind for you is as you're thinking of what you would put on this productive list. All right. So I want you to write something down and then just put it somewhere where you can look at it and kind of see what comes to mind. Um, there are still so many ways to be learning things right now. You know, one of the things that I've been doing uh, that's still learning and still stimulating my brain, but also is really a lot of fun 
is I've been learning Italian through Rosetta Stone. So I've been spending a little bit of time every single day doing that because one of my big, big goals is for my sister and I to take my mom to Italy um, for one of her big birthdays that will be coming up in the next few years and go to the town where um, her dad's grandparents lived and see if we can connect with some very, very distant cousins. And so doing something like that is productive. It's a to-do list item, but it's also fun and it has a greater meaning because I have this long-term goal. You know, going to Italy is one of my ultimate bucket list items and it also ties into my ancestry, which is also a hobby of mine. And so I want to bring this around town for a minute and try to connect this thread. So follow me if you will. I would also encourage you, instead of making a to-do list, to, if you have not already, write down a concrete bucket list, not just in your head, actually write it down. Now, I did a little bit of digging. I did a little searching online to kind of see what a typical bucket list is. And so I wrote sort of the most commonly found ones down, not in any particular order. Um, but here's, you know, say 10 to 15 bucket list items that I see pop up pretty universally. See the Northern Lights or Halley's Comet if you're going to be alive the next time that it comes around. Take a road trip where you drive across America. Big, big one, international trips, visiting Paris, London, Italy, going on a safari, um, you know, going to a tropical island, something like that, visiting a foreign country, learning a new language, visiting all seven continents, hot air balloon ride. And I have to admit, it made me smile when I was going through a lot of these because um, a lot of these are on my list as well. And then there are some, you know, adventuresome ones like going zip lining or jumping out of an airplane or, um, you know, scuba diving, um, more thrill-seeking kind of ones, things like that. Or even, you know, something like going to like a three-day, you know, one of the music festivals like Lollapalooza or um, Coachella, something like that, Burning Man. Learning an instrument. Uh, let's see if we can just find one more. Uh, yeah, visiting, you know, there are some that were landmarks like climbing to a mountain or going to the top of the Empire State Building. Um, let's just try to find one more. And there were also some really touching ones, like forgiving someone that's really hurt you or helping a homeless person or adopting a shelter pet, um, you know, donating blood, something like that, um, that kind of stuff is all really, really cool. Um, write a message in wet cement. I mean, that's just kind of a silly one. But I think you get the idea. And so what struck me about this um, is that I looked up a couple different, you know, I researched a couple different websites, and these were all kind of these universal themes of things that people wanted to be able to check off their box. 
And for as different as we are right now and as polarized as we are right now, um, you know, it almost brings me back to when I launched my Love Evolution, however many years ago that was. I think that was in 2009 or 2010, uh, where, you know, I created this movement and, and the whole basis is like, listen, you can strip everything down. It doesn't matter what you eat. It doesn't matter what you believe in. It doesn't matter who you love. It doesn't matter what kind of job you had or how much money you had. We're all going to end up in the ground one day. And what everybody needs is to feel loved and seen and heard and valued and witnessed and appreciated and understood. And so we're in this time. It's a pandemic. Everybody's handling it differently. It's an election. We have more, you know, sexualities than ever. We have more religions than ever. We have more ways of eating and dietary preferences than ever. We are so polarized on so many things, but just like that basis of love evolution, where at the end of the day, we're all just humans that need love. When I'm looking through this bucket list, I'm going, you know what? We all want kind of those same things. We want to travel. We want to see things. We want to learn things, whether it's a language or an instrument. Um, We want an adrenaline rush. We all kind of have that same bucket list and it actually just really made me smile and so I want you to make your to-do list and I want you to make your bucket list and the important thing about both of those is in your in your bucket list um, it gives you a little bit of an escape a little bit of a chance to dream um, a little bit of a chance to be inspired And it gives you some goals of something to work towards instead of just cleaning out your closet um, or laying on the couch because you're so exhausted that you just keep watching the news, which just makes you more exhausted. You can actually start planning for it. So if you have a goal, like I have a goal of going to Italy, then what can you do about that? You can start learning Italian. Um, You can research places in Italy that you want to go to. You can see what it would cost to take that trip when we're all allowed to travel again. You can pick the things that you really want to do when you're there. Um, You know, you see if you can find someone or connect with someone that speaks Italian that can help you to learn that language. Or you can, you know, take it through Rosetta Stone or a university. Um, So, you know, start doing some things around that goal on your bucket list. And it gives you something to look forward to. And then on the productive list, again, it's coming back to instead of living in this place where we're just on autopilot and we're exhausted, we're thinking, well, I just have to keep doing things. I just have to keep being productive. Don't live in this space where you're just taking care of menial things every day. Be productive in a way that matters, in a way that counts, in a way that reaches people, in a way that honors who you are and why you're here. Make that list of the things that you want to achieve for yourself, for the legacy that you want to leave in your name or for your children or for your family or for your friends. Producing something that's really valuable. And, um, you know, when I launched that Love Evolution, it had this initial huge surge and then it was kind of dormant for a time. And it seems like every couple years it comes up. 
Um, and it's been a few years since I've held a group class because I haven't felt like the time is right. And I'm trying to find a way to do it successfully virtually because really, um, it's so powerful in a small group setting. And I'm not sure how that translates across a computer screen versus in person, but I'm reassessing that because I think love evolution needs to come up again here. But anyway, um, you know, I, I created that class after I sat on it for probably three or four years. And I feel like it was maybe not ahead of its time, but not everybody was ready for it. Where now I think everyone is ready for it. So don't be afraid or doubt yourself because right now you can't have a physical location or right now you don't know how to be an online maven or right now people are too preoccupied. Do not let any doubt creep in. Make your pro productivity something that counts and something that's valuable and something that's useful because when people are ready for it, bam, then it's there. No more excuses. It's all taken care of. It's ready to go. Packaged up in a box. Kind of like when you see something for someone you love and you buy it and then you hold on to it for a couple months because you're going to give it to them at Christmas. This is what I want you to do now. Whatever you're doing is your little Christmas present that you're working on that you're going to give the world in a couple of months or a couple of years or however long it takes. So bucket list, productive list. Those are the two things that I can offer you this week. I feel like this podcast was a little um, kind of branched in a couple different directions, but that's also a, a reflection of kind of the state of the world right now. We have a lot going on. So really, I just wanted to acknowledge the strangeness and the heaviness and the stress of the time that we're living in while also encouraging you to keep your eye on the prize. It is still a gift. We are going to come out of this diamonds. I just know that we are. And I tried to bring it around town with a little encouragement that we are still the same. We do still have that connecting thread and, um, you know, look up, a, just do it yourself. Just Google some ultimate bucket lists and see how many of those boxes you also want to check off and let that be an encouragement that we do have that commonality, um, just in being human and the things that we want. Um, so let that be an encouragement to you and then forget about the to-do list, forget about being, um, you know, house productive or work productive and start focusing on being productive in a way that ignites your fire and that can then branch out and reach other people. I'm always here. If you need support, let me know what I can do for you. I am holding you all in my hearts, dear ones, and I will connect with you again soon. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about Sakara Ray and Sheeler or get in touch with me, please go to my website, www.sheeler.net, or send me an email at ray at Hope to hear from you soon.